Welcome, you're listening to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper in content and conversation of last Sunday's sermon at Westside in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. For more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. Welcome back to the rest of the sermon. I am Nikki here, and we are digging deeper into Sunday's sermon. Um, I've got some guests in here. Pastor Jason is not here today, so if you listen for Jason, sorry, not here. It's girl time today. I am here with some of the women of Westside, as we have just completed Mother's Day, and we are going to dig deeper into the conversation. So I have Haley Murphy here with me. Haley um, introduce yourself and tell us your role at Westside and how you came to Westside. Oh, man. Okay. How I came to Westside. Um, my role at Westside right now is we are officially, me and my husband both, have been hired as the production managers. Um, just kind of running the behind the scenes of the service. If you need a graphic, if you need a cord, if you need someone to keep you on schedule or on task, or just, hey, can you go get me something or print something? We are those people, um, which has been super fun and super rewarding and great already. Um, But how I came to Westside was actually needed to find a church, had been kind of bouncing around from churches for a while, um, couldn't find really a place that felt like home. I had grown up at First Christian Church my whole life and um, ended up leaving there as a college age or early 20s, um, trying to find a place to get plugged in, have community, and just um, got invited, came one time, heard Jason preach, and it was the first time that I was like, oh, like, even though I've been in church my whole life, like, this is new. Something new resonated there. And the huge community aspect yes. of, like, we want to be a family. We want to get connected and know you. And I think I just pestered Courtney to death and hey. said, hey, you don't really know me, but, like, I need to be in every community group. I need all of the friends. I have no friends um, or at least no, like, Christian friends. Right. And I want to, like, do this. and basically just stuck by her side and that she befriended me. I love it. And we have Courtney in here. Courtney, tell us who you are. Hi, I am Courtney. I am Jason's wife, and I'm just at Westside because that's where we're at. Right, right. It's kind of you don't really get to opt out and go to a different church when your husband's the lead pastor. Um, Yeah, Haley and John have just come on staff, so when you see uh, the graphics sometimes that pop up on screen, the words across the bottom if you're watching on Facebook Live, um, if you're seeing it, period, they are up in that sound booth running all the tech things, and they are doing a phenomenal job at it. Thank you. We are, no, we're, I'm so excited for you guys. And then Courtney, she's the ma- the woman behind the man. They say behind every good man is a good woman, and that is absolutely true here. And I am thrilled that in this Mother's Day podcast, I get to have my friends here with me. And we kick the boys out, and we're going to talk about all things mother-related. Um, last week, we started May We Honor, a little play on words, um, for the month of May. And getting into Mother's Day weekend... Um, the text came from Ephesians 6. I'm going to read it, and then we will dive deeper into the sermon. Therefore be—oh, hang on. Let's get to the right thing. I'm on chapter 5. Wow. 
Let's go. Here we go. There we go. Chapter 6, Ephesians. I'm starting in verse 1, and I'll stop at verse 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So children, obey your parents, for this is right. Honor mom and dad. This is a commandment with a promise so that you can live a long and happy life, which is great news for us. Um, It's not always visible in today's world. Um, So ladies, being Mother's Day wasn't exactly a moms of the Bible kind of sermon. Um, It we, brought, we talked about dads a lot, how to honor the parents as a parental unit, and we got into even the hard parts that sometimes come in that. Um, Jason talked about how McDonald's mm-hmm. flipped it for Women's Day, and they kept using the word honor. And if a corporation as big as McDonald's can use the word honor, why shouldn't we when our Bible tells us? So I want to ask you ladies this question. As a mama, when have you felt the most honored? And Haley, I want to give a little background on you both. So Courtney, we know you're a mama of three. um, And you're 10... Ten, eight, and almost six. Oh my How goodness. is Piper almost I six? Know. I was Roman ten. Whoa. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. That just does all kinds of things. I know. Okay. And Haley, as the newest mama on this panel right now, how old is Miss Maeve? Maeve is eight months old. Yeah. So this was your first Mother's Day with her being here. How did you feel the most honored? Honestly, it was very weird for me um, to be on this side of Mother's Day. Um, People came up to me and said, Happy Mother's Mm -hmm. Day. And I think sometimes it's still like, I know I'm a mom. I'm very aware that I'm a mom with my kid 24-7. She goes to work with me. We do all of these things. Um, It almost seems like too much of an honor, that word mom, mother, mother. I think of my mom and everything that she's done for me, and I'm still not there. Like, I want to be that for me one day, but, like, to get to where that honor, I was not ready for it. Oh. I think I last year thought that I was entitled to it because I was pregnant, and I knew what being a mom was, you oh, know? yeah. And this year it felt very different. It felt like I was not there yet. Like, even though I was doing it, like – it was very much like, no, this is for women who have been doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. this is a day for those women who have gone through so much more already or for the women who are helping me be a mom because you don't realize how much of being a mom is not just you. Mm-hmm. It is, like, the text to your friends, dropping your kid at your mom's house and saying, I'm so sorry I didn't coordinate <laughs> childcare. I didn't know I needed to do this today or just – the village it takes. The village. And I, I would just say even to my friends who are not moms that have helped me, you know, I felt like they got to wear that badge yesterday mm. of like, you have helped raise my kid this last eight months beside me. Um, and it was just a crazy feeling of like, I still wanted to honor my parents and people were stopping to honor me. And I don't know if you ever feel like you get there. No. You know, um, everybody I talk to is like, no. Mm-mm. But it was it was different for sure. It was not how I expected to feel on Mother's Day. I love that honesty because it does take a village. Yeah. It does. Whether they're child 
Um, if they just are really good at entertaining, I mean, it doesn't always even have to be female yeah. um, to help raise a kid. So Courtney, what about you? Where have you felt as a mama the most honored? Well, mine are still younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have teenagers and adults, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you know, Roman is 10, you know, they are getting to that point, that almost preteen stage. And I think whenever they obey, and I know that's so simple, no. but we've been in a season where like, we were just surviving. Like we were, you know, they needed to be fed. They needed to be taken care of nap schedules and all that. And we're coming out of a season where they do have their own minds and they do have their own, you know, personalities and ways about them. And so I think whenever I see them do something or it's been a struggle and, you know, we've fought over this Mm -hmm. and then I see them obey and I, you know, they get it. They get it. Yeah. Um, I think I feel most honored most recently and I don't even know if this is <laughs> just me personally, but Roman was sick. He was up throwing up mm. in the middle of the <laughs> night. And that's already, I mean, you yeah. all know me. That's already yep. like, a oh, my gosh, I'm triggered. <laughs> and so I am loving him and mothering him. And in that moment, he needed me and I felt valued. And mm-hmm. he acknowledged that. He stopped and he said, thank you so much for being here. And mm. it was Aww. just a moment where I thought, man, like. I mean, I know I'm a mom all the time. Like Haley's saying, like, I mean, Roman's 10 and I still sometimes like, oh my gosh, I'm a mother. Like I have kids, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and he's 10. Um, But it was just that moment of like, man, he appreciated that. And they do love me. They do, you know. And in that moment, he, you felt that, that completion in that role. Yeah. And I love that because you're right. My kids are 16 and 22. So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Haley is a new mama and as an older mama. I still days, I'm like, uh, hmm, you're grown. I really want to tell you how to do X, Y, and Z and have that obedience just instantly happen. And it doesn't. So I do understand that. Um, I love that you guys are talking about how your children and other people surrounding you because it is a community effort. Jesus lived in community. We live in community. I, the women that do this solo with no one no one around, no friends, no family. It is all them and their, their kid. Um, bless you, and I am praying for you. I do not know you, and I do not understand how, um, because it is absolutely hard. So we have given the definition of honor as the act of holding people and positions in high value, which we do with our moms. Mm-hmm. Um We do with our dads. And then for Christians to honor all people because all people are created in the likeness and the image of God. So how um, for you guys in creating that culture for your kids um, and Maeve has a lot, you know, she's not there yet. Um, How can you guys in your home, Courtney, in a way that is a little practical for us Manners. Jason kind of talked about telling the 16-year-old girl at Mm -hmm. McDonald's, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and then looking at them like creeper. For me, I never really thought of manners just as a way of honoring, but that was something very important for my kids. Do you have any one little specific thing that you do with yours? I mean, your kids are very well-mannered. I I mean, I think the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, I mean, I tried to do it Mm -hmm. growing up, how I grew up, you know, um, at Westwood, it was, you know, Brother Tom, right. Miss Sherry. You know, like it yes. was, I used those titles. And so now 
when my kids don't, I think it's like a, oh, you know, and I just want them to do that because it does honor. It does show like I do value that position. I do like you are an elder to me. Mm -hmm. And I I love that. that. Is there anything you want to incorporate with Maeve, Haley? So, I I mean, definitely the yes, ma'am, no, sir, Mm -hmm. things like that. We even say that to her right now when she's doing something. It's just an easy way because she's going to mimic. She mimics literally everything. (laughs) Love Um, it. So just taking something away from her that she shouldn't have. No, ma'am, we don't do that. Mm. And it's just an easy way. She understands that we're, we call her that and we love her. Right. So you call people that who you love and who you honor. And I think like that will grow, but even just seeing other moms do that, it's just like such an easy way to go ahead and start Mm -hmm. and incorporate that. I think also, um, We have several family members who we love who are super active in her life. And then we have some that are not. Mm -hmm. And just deciding how that we are going to talk about those people who are not going to be in her life. Right. Um, We've already decided it's you're not going to know the junk. You're not going to know the reasons. You're not going to know those things. We are going to respect those people. Um, Everybody has their own side of the story. Yeah. Everybody has their own feelings. Everybody makes their own choices. And Maeve gets to choose who she loves and how she loves them and what she thinks about them. And we don't need to plant any negativity or anything like that in her. Um, So we want her to be able to cultivate those relationships or those that she cannot cultivate. Make her own mind up about that. So there are just certain people that we are just going to say only positive things about. But I love that because you're talking about other people outside of just maybe your immediate family and yeah. grandparents and going deeper. And one thing Westside Women, which you two are a huge part of, um, leading that charge of the women's ministry at Westside, you guys did very well yesterday. So can you guys dig a little deeper into um, you? There was a table set up. Mm-hmm. The We had a photo booth. It was a fun fun day. We had baby dedications. Yeah. Mother's Day, there was a lot. <laughs> it is big. We celebrate mamas well, but we realize as a church culture, it's not just those who have given birth. Mm-hmm. So can you, either one of you speak into what that, like kind of give us the rundown of what that table was and how that worked. I think when we sat down to talk and plan about it, we do. We just want to like we wanted each woman that walked in that door to feel loved because, um, you know, like we've said, it does take many people. Mm-hmm. And so there are people that um, aren't a mom to my kids. But when my kids see them, they are loved by them. They are showed, that you know. And so each woman walking in that door, regardless of what their, you know, mother status is, like, we wanted to celebrate them because it was fun. Like you said, I mean, those guys standing at that table, we had a great group of guys standing there and they were just like, I mean, you felt excited when you walked in that door, you felt loved. They hand you that (laughs) bath bomb and man, they were pumped up. (laughs) Miss Frida walked around with it in her purse and told everybody she had a bomb in her purse. And (laughs) I thought that was so hilarious and just didn't expect that from Miss Frida. And, but she loved it. Like, I mean, she loved it. And Miss Frida is an amazing woman Mm -hmm. in our church. And we recently went to the Karen Winter Circle and we all had our kids and we went and I felt terrible by the end of it. We had totally disrupted their normal flow of how they do things. And Miss Frida was like, we want yeah. to be grandmothers to your children, even though, like, we are not 
grandmother, you know, like right. to your children. Right. But we want that role in your life. Don't ever feel bad about your kids or the messes or the things or how it interrupts things. Like we want that. And so, no, Miss Frida isn't, you know, Maeve's grandmother, but she's going to be in her life right. as long as we're at this church and as long as we're doing life together. And of course she deserves a bath bomb. Absolutely. She deserves a bath bomb just for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are family. Yeah. I mean, we're creating this other family, yeah. you know. And, it, and and I think that's cool. We get to create the family in our church um, that maybe we don't always get at home yeah. or elsewhere. But I thought it was really beautiful of the way you guys approach that topic. So I want to ask you this. either, And you guys can either speak from things your children have done for you or you have done for your parents. Favorite and or best Mother's Day gift? Oh, I don't know. I feel like... Did you do something great for Christy once? I. My mom is the queen of saying that she would like something. And then I am the person that writes that down and I will hold on to it for a year. And one year I got her a sewing machine for Christmas and she was like... <laughs> this is beautiful. Why do you have a sewing machine? I was like, that one time that we were in Walmart, like three years ago, you said when you were retired, <laughs> you wanted to learn to sew. There you go. And so I think I cling a little too hard to things that people say. <laughs> um, but my mom always like loves to get her nails done, mm -hmm. pedicures. And she buys for me, she buys for anybody who goes. I don't know why it's not like we're made of money, but like that is something that she treats people with all of the time. And my mom is not good at accepting gifts. Ah. She is not good at, like, if you even go and you tell her ahead of time, like, I am treating you. She's still going to try to pay. She's still going to try to treat you in the process. Um, so it's kind of like a running thing of just like, I'm going to get your nails. And it's so simple. And I don't, I mean, it's just so simple. But you can tell, like, every time it happens, but not just to go get them, but to go do with it her. with her. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take the time. We're going to go get our nails done. Because half of the part of getting our nails done, it has nothing to do with the nails. Right. My mom gets Cajun shrimp every single time. It's a great color. She it's a great color. She will never vary. If she does, uh, it's a shade one way or right? the other. And mm -hmm. it's only because they're like, we're out of Cajun shrimp. And she's like, how? How? Like, how? Right. I get it. But we talk. Mm -hmm. We're sitting there. You can't move. Nope. You're getting pampered. But like. It's the quality time. We talk. Yeah. And then, like, hey, you didn't have to pay for this time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay for this time. And it just seems like the simplest thing, but my mom walks out every time so happy. I and love that. I don't know if she's going to say that's the best Mother's Day <laughs> gift that she got, but I But you feel good also. giving like, it, yeah. I love to do that with her. Yeah. Courtney, what about you? Well, this isn't a Mother's Day gift, but I just took Andy to get Fake yes. nails. I mean, you guys know Andy. Andy yes. Um, so she got fake nails put on, and it was my first time. I sent, you know, a picture to one of my sisters, and they're like, I can't believe you're there. <laughs> like, I can't either. Right. Um, but hearing you say that, like, you know, that hour and a half that we sat there, and I was like, oh, this is why we don't do these things, you know, <laughs> like, okay. Um, but Jason said she's going to remember that forever. She will. And it was just a moment. And so yeah. it's a great gift. That is a um, great gift. But I think I'm an Enneagram 4, so I think most of the gifts I give are great. And so <laughs> um, I have this weird, you know, like I'm a very sentimental person. So mm -hmm. those things to me are like 
oh, that's special. I mean, yeah. the other person might not. I'm like you, like, oh, you said that one time, and so I'm going to remember it. And so, you know, like, yeah. how special is this that I gave <laughs> this to you? Um, but I think most recently my grandmother passed away, and she, you know, was struggling with dementia, and we were just – it was sad, but it was also funny. It I has mean, to be. Yes. As someone who has, you know, I've dealt with that yeah. in my family and it is, you have to find humor in it or it's just too yes. awful. And so, you know, by the end she was collecting, you know, crazy pigs and um, just this art, like she just had a whole different style that I'm like, I don't even know who you are. But <laughs> she found this picture in a magazine that she wanted to buy and it was, you know, outrageous. And we were getting ready to order it before, you know, the major stroke happened and everything went down. And so, um, also, as an Enneagram for, I think I'm an artist. And so I painted my mom a picture that, you know, her mom had wanted for Mother's Day mm-hmm. and gave it to her. And it was just a special, like, now we can both look at that. It's kind of like, you know, the lineage of Grandma Donna, my mom, and me. And yeah. so, like, that's something that I think we will hold yeah. as, like, a special family memory for a that. while. I, I love that, though, because it does tie into the women. You guys aren't just speak, and it speaks to who, as someone who knows Courtney and, and Haley well, um, you're hearing their heart because you notice they didn't say, oh, I got X, Y, and Z, because that's not who you guys are as people, as mothers, as women, um, as followers of Christ. You guys are very both giving in that. Okay, so now I want to flip this. Um, <laughs> I know, I know we're going to go completely the other way. Worst gift? Like worst gift that you've given. And I'm not, I mean, in it, yeah, I, I'm not going to like, I could, I could call Rick out right now and be like, well, there was the one time that he did the, I'm a believer. If you get somebody a gift, they should not do work. Um, Cause then you've given them a chore. <laughs> I live on a farm. I got enough chores. Yeah. I don't, I don't need more work to do, but sometimes, you know, I gave my mom a chore this year for mother's day. But she that? loves it. Uh, my mom <laughs> gardens. Okay. Um, she loves yeah. like all the flowers and all the things and all. So I went and bought her a bunch of daylilies. But she's gonna have to do the work. Yeah. Or, or my stepdad is. They're gonna have to. <laughs> you know, I gave the parents work. Happy Mother's Day. Here you go. Yeah. Plant your things, or they're gonna die. I don't know. I didn't think about that. That's the best gift I ever got my mom. We made these planters for her out of Home Depot buckets, and she could. Yeah. Oh, but there you go. I don't know if she would say that either. I don't know what Christy <laughs> would say. Well, Christy's see, like me. You never know what Christy's going to say. <laughs> but no, that's so for me, like if someone would have given me the gift that I gave my mom, I'd have been like, yay, thanks. I get to go dig holes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been like, woohoo. Right. percent. I would have been like, great. Now I got to go dig holes. John's mom yesterday asked me, we went to Home Depot and she wanted to pick out flowers and she was like, I'm going to pick out flowers for you. And I said, if you want to do that, I will accept that as love. But just know when you come to my house and they're dead and yeah. they're outside and I haven't watered them and I haven't thought about them, it's nothing against you. It's just that I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that at all. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, well, then I will love you by not buying you flowers. And I was like, thank you. That is a great <laughs> gift. That's all I need. I asked for Mother's Day this year to not make decisions. And my not hey. making decisions was... Amen. Was, Amen. <laughs> Where do you want to go eat at? I do not care. And when I say I don't care, it's because yeah. I do, I'm do. i not making that choice. You tell me where we're going. You plan this. I'm along for the ride. Those decisions are work. Oh, they <laughs> are. Yeah. They are. That's a great gift. Yeah. I, like I was that. super, super pumped with it. Okay. Getting back into, do you guys have a worst? Like a worst? 
I mean, one time my mom gave me a sweater. She gave it to me twice. And so then I like re-gifted it back to her <laughs> and like thought she might forget. But I love she, that. Didn't she didn't forget. She was like, I think. And I'm like, well, it doesn't fit me. And you gave it to me twice. And so that's just one of those funny things. Of, you so know. she bought you the same sweater twice? Yeah, she does that often. Oh, see, mom and I this year for Christmas went to the same store, a little boutique <laughs> in Donovan of all places. So the likelihood that this was going to happen, we right. bought each other the same Christmas ornament. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that is. Yeah. Yeah. We both liked it and thought of the other one and and bought it. So that's pretty great. I can see where that would come in. Did you do something awful? I'm sure. I don't feel like my gift gifting is the one that I do awful for my mom. I do a lot of awful things to my mom. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, she still would probably say that sewing machine. That sewing that machine. That, that wasn't is on so great. Mother's Day. She ended up sewing, taking hey, it up just because she great. then had a sewing machine. But that's all, her and Rick can get together and sew their little hearts <laughs> no. out. Yeah, Rick sews. So? Yeah, four oh H. Yes, Goodness. I know. I know. Like, he I'd, surprises me every day. Yeah, <laughs> he was a four H kid, and they learn that stuff in four H. And I can do it, but okay. I don't have the patience for that. It's not fun uh, for me at all. So, okay, let's get back into. <clears throat> excuse me. Honoring and what honor looks like. So let's see. Um, We honor the way the Bible tells us to. So we honor God. We honor our parents. We honor our spouse. And we honor our children. Ooh. Okay. So of those four, honoring your parents, we just did that with Mother's Day. We tried to, you know, we incorporated the fathers because it is a partnership. It is tandem. Um, we know that that's not the way the household looks for everybody. Um, but Jason did a very good job of discussing the way the Ten Commandments are set up. I'm a firm believer that when God speaks, I really want to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So the Old Testament, like when he's laying it out, when God is speaking to Moses, I would have been like in the corner if I would have had my phone like trying to record it just so I wouldn't have missed anything. But that is how I absorb information. So of those, when Jason was breaking down the Ten Commandments, talking about how half of them are about God and the other half are about how we behave, um, he quoted that, and I'm trying to find who he quoted there, and I cannot see it right now. Uh, Believers have long divided the Ten Commandments into two groups and two tables. The first group explains our duty to God. The second explains our duty toward fellow men. This commandment falls squarely in between. And he's talking about honor your mother and your father. So did you guys feel that duality of, hey, this is God, hey, this is people, and it's the center of the teeter-totter or the plank that we need to go? Or did you guys just always kind of understand that and just not take that for granted and know, hey, it God says to do it, so we're just going to do it? I don't think I had ever realized the format of the commandments like that, of that it's God, 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 and then people, people, people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once it was pointed out, it was like, well, of course, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> um, but I don't think that I had ever recognized that that was the switch and that that first switch is with our parents and mm-hmm. that that is the first relationship we have, whether good, bad, an example, something you want to stray from, that is truly your first interaction with even human beings. I mean, just like what we do, what we say, how we act, or 
feeling loved or feeling abandoned, that is your your primary, your first relationship and just the honor that comes with being your first. Um, that was that was very different. And even, you know, now having a child, the gift of that yeah. um, as a parent, you know, like God has given you mm-hmm. a direct reflection of him. We are made in his likeness and in his image. And so like you are caring for a little piece of God. Yeah. So why would that not be, of course, the first relationship or the first group of people to honor or to respect um, I don't think you get that when you're 12 and you're fighting with your mom over curling right. iron or your dad says be at curfew or whatever. But um, it was really emotional for me hearing this sermon and getting that and just realizing the ways that I probably should have honored my parents better and the ways that I hope I honor Maeve and that she honors me and that relationship and just how we need that to be a reflection of God. I love that. I love that because that is very true. We are to honor God by honoring our parents. And then Jason got on a little deeper and he said, honoring the people beside you. And it looks different in the different seasons. And we all have spoke that we're all in different seasons of parenthood, but we all are adults. All of our parents are still here. And so he broke it down that in childhood, we honor our parents through obedience which is more where you are, Courtney. Maeve, Maeve's getting there. She'll be there, but she's <laughs> still little. No. <laughs> um, and early independence, which you're kind of on the cusp with Roman because he is there. It's hard when they get their own thoughts, their own yeah. ideals and their own because it doesn't always just smoothly flow. I am definitely there with one uh, with my kids. Um, we honor the, our parents through respect and then adult aging parents, we honor them by appreciating and providing for them. And I thought that was really true and, you know, interesting. Um, Do any of these feel easier or harder? Like, is it easier, Haley, for you to honor your parents um, now as an adult than it was when you were younger? But how do you want to teach Maeve to navigate that I don't know if it's easier I just think it's very different it is very different once you can see um that is my whole philosophy on parenting that is Nikki's that is my that is if anyone asks me how parenting goes and they're like does it get easier does it get better and I'm like no it gets different because it does not get easier or better it changes I mean even with Maeve we I mean she's changing very rapidly right now but like you master something and in two weeks it's different Um, I feel like that relationship, though, is not as quickly changing. It changes with your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that my mom and I talk to each other, we um, we are very open. We are both very open people. Um, We can fight, hash it out, have attitude, go to lunch and cry together in the same, I don't know, hour. And so like that is very different. Um, My dad and I are not that same dynamic Mm -hmm. at all. Um, I also have divorced parents. And so the idea of respecting them together as a unit is Mm -hmm. kind of new to me. Um, Even though I always had a step parent or something like that, there was always a unit. But the idea of like my primary parents being a unit and respecting them and that has always been different. Yeah. Um, 
how to do that, how to honor them has been very different. They are they're different people. Mm-hmm. The households are different. The rules are different. And you can learn that as a kid and you can navigate oh. that as a kid. It's yeah. not that you can't. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. It's just different. Um, and so I think that there are some things that are easier to do with my dad and there are some things that are easier to do with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and just realizing that your parents are people. Yes. When you're a kid, they are parents and they should be superheroes and they should not fail and they should not do anything wrong and sometimes you hold things against them until you get in that situation yourself and you're like man I said I was never gonna do this and here I am that meme that's like here my kids come never nevering or whatever (laughs) like they've never nevered before me as a parent you know uh and just the fact that I should have had grace for my mom and my dad up until that point. And then just being able to call my mom and my dad and say, like, this is what's happened now. And that they don't say, remember when you were a kid and Mm. you didn't give me grace, but instead they give me grace. And they say, yeah, I remember what that was like. And it's hard and you just have to love your kids through it. And that's the part that, like, you do not realize how much they love you. You do not realize how much they sacrificed or what they did for you until those moments. And it's very hard to see. And sometimes even as a parent, it's still very hard to see. But like the longer you keep on the journey, you eventually are where they were at some point. And um, it's not always easy to honor it. It's Mm -hmm. not always easy to understand it. It's not always easy to not have your own feelings about it. Um, but I do think that you can respect it and try to see things from their point of view, um, try to understand where their mindset was yeah. or their heart or the situation they were in or just how things have changed so drastically, even parenting from oh. like when I was a kid. to My kids are six years apart and they are each child is so different. The world has changed so much. There are things in that six years um, I remember going home with Cooper from the hospital. You did X, Y, and Z. And then when we took Jolie home six years later, it was very, oh, you don't do this now. <laughs> now you do this. And it it's bizarre in the way the world constantly changes. Courtney, what about you? Do you have um, in this particular, like when it comes to your kids um, and then you, you know, with your parents that, a way that works when it comes to honoring them by the different season that they are in or that you are in? Um, I think, like I said, with my kids, like right now it is obedience. Mm-hmm. Like they are, that's clicking for them. You know, like obedience brings joy is something we say in our house oh. often. And um, it, it's going to take them a while to get it yep. and see it, you know, but that is a lesson that I hope that, you know, that is a way that they do honor me right now. Um, I think with my parents, I think it's, an appreciation Mm. for them right now um, with each stage of, you know, growing in age, I guess, and Mm -hmm. growing in parenting, you know, our kids and our ages, like just looking back and thinking like, man, they did do this. I understand, you know, you understand it in a different way. And I mean, I still don't understand, like, I don't think I'll ever let my kids drive. And my, you know, (laughs) I just, there's things that I, we're not there yet, but there are things that on this side of it, you do just appreciate what they did for you. And, um, even now as their grandparents, you know, um, my mom is 
you know, super grainy. And yeah. so just seeing her love and care for the kids right now is something that I respect in her and that she is loving them well. And I also just, I mean, couldn't do it without her. Right. I appreciate the things that she does for us. So. I, I think that's absolutely true. I think we have to, I think our kids want those boundaries. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, God spoke. He gave us the Ten Commandments. He gave us rules. Jesus told us. Yeah to love God first with all your heart, mind, body, soul, strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. Those are rules that we got from our Heavenly Father. Why would we not apply rules for obedience from our children? There's structure there. Um, And then when it comes to parents, I think as you age, you know, you don't know how dumb you are till you're (laughs) not. What is the saying? Um, to first be old and wise, you must be young and foolish. And I think that comes absolutely true. With age comes wisdom. And you can tell your parents, okay, I, I get it. Yeah. I was an idiot. I was a horrible teenager. I thought I knew more when I started this parenting gig than I do help. And those are great. Um, one thing Jason did speak on was, how can I honor the people that hurt me the most? Because not everybody in the world has had honorable parents or people in charge of raising them. And there's a lot of hurt. And six ways he discussed this was to give, as an adult child, how to honor your adult parent past the hurts. Um, to give them forgiveness. He quoted Luke twenty three thirty four, and that is Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Sometimes um, you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes there's time to sleuth out that information with your adult parent and get to a point of healing. Sometimes there's not. And you have to just, forgiveness comes from you. Reconciliation takes more people. And that's not always the case. Forgiveness, give them forgiveness. Give them grace. Lord, we know we fail and we fall short every day. Our parents do too. Give them the same grace God has given us. Give them affirmation hey, I understand this is hard. Um, I understand you may not have known. I appreciate your effort. Thank them. Um, He quoted Ephesians 5 and giving your parents thanks, giving your parents support. And then this was one that I thought kind of ties back into the Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 17. Uh, Give them time because in time, lots of things can happen. Hurts can heal. Um, He then, and which if you've seen Jason... (laughs) And when Jason starts quoting Kojo, which is Cody Johnson, the country (laughs) music, it just, it doesn't, I feel like Roman Jordan could be a Mauser kid so easily, but I love that God gave him to Jason Jordan because it's so great. Um, And he's quoted the Cody Johnson song. And if you guys haven't heard it, it's a really great song. Lyrically, it's beautiful. Um, till you can't. And he talks about, you can tell your old man, you'll do some largemouth fishing. And it's basically talking about time and how time, you can plan all these things until you can't. So in that, time will reveal things. So Jesus knew. He knew that he was up against a limited time frame. And while he was up against that, he was still doing work, washing feet as parents, as mothers, we feel it. We grew these humans in our bodies. We felt like, oh my gosh, pregnancy lasted forever and was the quickest thing all at the same time. We're watching that with an eight-month-old that I can look back at my 22-year-old and think, I remember when he was that age and it feels like yesterday. In that time, things change it, 
change. It, it'll make you sad. We it can't. We will cry. Sad. It does. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Piper being almost six. Yeah, I, I have so, pictures of my baby sh- of your baby shower yeah. on my phone. It just still makes me like. Pictures of the meal train where I dropped off the meal and Roman asked me to move in. And then I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Right. No, there's just not. There's I not. Moving on. But <laughs> Jesus on that cross was taking care of his mom. He was paying attention to the time. He knew what was happening. He knew he had limited breath. So when you see this with your kids growing up in a culture, in a world of me, 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 I, 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 you're the best thing ever. Just look at Instagram. Um, When honoring your, teaching your kids how to honor and honoring parents, yours, church parents, family people, what is something you see in the culture that you are super proud of? Like, I want to focus on the good. Like, when you look culturally, because we can look at the world and we can see all the bad, but are, is there anything culturally that you see that is good when you see someone honoring their parents, like a role model for you or for your kids? Honestly, and I feel like this is going to sound cheesy at the Cheesy's time. great. Um but I would say John and I very much look up to Jason and Courtney in this role. Mm. And because we are not good at honoring people with our time ah, and honoring our family with our time, um, they do that. Mm-hmm. And they do that very well. Yes, they do. Um, they have that boundary of we have family time. And it doesn't always please people. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't always get the babysitters that they need for everything and they make it a priority. It, sometimes their kid doesn't go to the sleepover because we do family time. Yeah. Sometimes it means you don't take on the extra summer camp or you go to the, like, you don't play five sports because we value family time. And I don't think that John and I have always figured that out. Um, and I definitely don't think we figured that out with Maeve Battle, but in our marriage, but also with our parents. Mm. Um, my dad is my dad. I love my dad. Um, He wants us to go on like a 10-day vacation every year. And me and my brother and my sister are like, we're too busy for a 10-day vacation. Um, But he doesn't want my money. He doesn't want, sometimes I don't even know if he wants my grace and forget, like he he wants wants my time. time. Yeah. Um, And I think if we were better about that and I think not just time but quality time Mm -hmm. because I work with my dad I see my dad almost every day but that is not quality time it's easy to say like oh we've met that requirement we saw each other today at the office but did we check in with each other do I know everything that's going on in his life do I have an emotional gauge on him and just things of that nature but I think Courtney and Jason, I don't know how well they do it with their parents, but I see how they're doing it with their children. And, like, that is something that I hope we can figure out with Maeve at some point because she's going to be able to love us well like that. She's Mm going to be able to know that that's a value for her kids in the future. And I see my mom all the time. But, again, is that that quality time? Or is it, hey, can you watch Maeve? Hey, can you help me do this? Hey, you know, just spending that time even with her. Like, just with her. And I think that's something that you can't – it's not a renewable resource. Right. No, time is a precious commodity. I I can make more money. I can buy you more nail certificates. I can do (laughs) – you know, but can I give you more time? Um, And that's just a constant juggle. Yeah. 
And how do I want to spend it? Do I want to spend that with my parents? Right. Do I want to choose to do that? Um, and I hope, you know, one day mom and Maeve and I can all say like, oh, we want to spend yeah. that time together. But the day that Maeve is like, no, I'd rather go be with my friends. Like, It'll I don't even want to feel like I don't want to think about <laughs> that. I don't want to anything like that. Um, and so I just think that they are a great role model, especially even with young kids and how they're navigating like you can do a sport, you can do, but like we don't take on everything because right. we have this box of family time and what that looks like. I don't feel like you guys spend a ton of money even doing that. Like we you guys don't. go on <laughs> hikes, you are in your backyard, spend money. <laughs> you know, or like you have a the pizza shoes. night, you know, yeah. and those are just things that seem attainable. Like I think you yeah. see a lot of things on Instagram of like, mm. we took a trip or we did all this. And John and I are like, well, how do you do that? Like right. just how? So Courtney, how did you get to that to where you were like, did your parents set you up for that role model? Did Jason's parents like, cause you guys do um, have that, you block it out and you guard it fiercely. And I love that so yeah. much. How did that come to be? Um, things were so crazy, I think, for a time period, and um, the kids were little, and so it was easy to, <laughs> well, we have, you know, community group this night, or we have <clears throat> this event this night, or, you know, even if it was fun stuff, like it didn't have to be church stuff, but um, we were realizing that our lives were passing by, and we were busy with everything else, but we were not busy with ourselves, right. and so um, I think it you know, my I also came from a divorced home, so that time was already just hard and split. And so I think that something I just wanted to protect in that way. Jason's dad traveled a lot, and so I mean he had brothers of you know fifteen year span, and so I think seeing maybe what we didn't have and just wanting to build that in our family, um, wanting to build, you know, our kids are going to have relationships because they spend time with each other and. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that requires doing things together and we do hike and they might not always like it. And But by the end of it, you know, after the grumbles are out and right. know, we are all enjoying each other. Well, I mean, you can spend all the money and do all the yeah. things and they're going to have small memories of it. Yeah. Um, I married into a family that up until they just physically could not anymore, every Sunday afternoon... Rick's granny had Sunday dinner for those that could make it after church. They made it. Those that couldn't, couldn't. And it was always bizarre because she never knew who was going to show up. Yeah. There was always plenty of food. I mean, it was always a thing. And that was like, that was family time. She understood you've got church, you've got work, you've got this, you've got little kids. But if you can, and that was always her parting line, mm -hmm. love you, see you. Come back when you can, not come back next Sunday. There was no right. guilt. There was no expectation. Yeah, it's an open invitation. It was, and and she actually lived it, meant it, and did it well. So I think yeah. that was a way to honor family time, and I think yeah. that is very specific and very important. Well, I think we were talking about culture. I mean, this is just West Side culture, but the three of us sitting here, I mean, for Haley to say, like, I look to you and Jason and I'm sitting here saying like, I look to Nikki. I don't know how many <laughs> yeah. times Nikki, like I've texted her and said, I know they're not teens yet, but I don't know what yeah. to do. And I just think that's what's so great about, you know, church and these relationships and these friendships. Like well, I need you. We're yeah. following for me. Like I love the Proverbs 31 woman. That is not an expectation I can live up to. She is just <laughs> like, 
she overwhelms me and scares me because I never feel like I'm worthy of that. I look to the Titus woman and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I need to find. And I have those people that speak into my life that their children are now grown, that they've been there before me. So I want to be able to speak that down. And I do think that trickle down effect changes the culture. If we constantly look to what the Kardashians are doing, um, one, our hair is going to be fried off our head and we're going to wear some really interesting outfits to church on Sunday. But there is such dysfunction sometimes that they put out there publicly that I would never, I would be like, oh my gosh, I don't want that to be the representation of my world because it is so far removed from my world. I think I maybe own two pair of high heels because (laughs) when you're with chickens and dogs and kids, it's just, you know, running around in heels all day is just not practical for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's definitely just not even how I grew up. Mm -mm. Um, My mom worked full time all the time. She worked nights so she could come to our stuff during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom went to everything on like two hours of sleep and she never missed anything. Yeah. She missed one game of Austin's eyes the entire, like our entire life. And it's because we both had something scheduled at the same time. She said, I'm not going to choose between you guys. Ah. And she stayed home and bawled. Um, <laughs> but like literally she, she did all of that. Um, and it wasn't aired the dysfunction. I mean, like, yes, we had a divorced family, but it wasn't like that. It was, yeah. You know, we are family still, and my parents even still went to church together while they were divorced, and it wasn't that, pretty. No. It was not pretty. Like, it wasn't some glorious painted thing, but they knew that it affected us and just honoring that. But, like, no, there was no Kardashians and high heels. There was no, like, what is our family there were so many times that it was like, no, we're not going to take a family vacation, but we're going to go to the lake every weekend. Right. Because you can put kids in a car and go to Wapapello and have a whole day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you Bologna can, sandwiches right out of the cooler. Of the yeah, cooler. all the things. You can, and it was such a treat to get ice cream at like the spillway. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and like that is the stuff that I remember. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with glamour. It yeah. had nothing to do with... And I'm sure those days were even stressful for my mom, but I don't remember that. I just remember her loving us that way and spending that time and doing those things. I don't need the high heels or the Kardashian or the glamour or even my mom looking put together, which is really hard, I think, for me right now. I'm like, oh, I need to, Maeve needs to see me be beautiful at some point. And it's like, I've always thought my mom was beautiful, whether she was sweating, carrying us (laughs) in the summer or just clocked off a shift and was half asleep and I just think that's the stuff yeah that is the real stuff as Christians we are not to follow the culture follow the world we are to follow Jesus example um and Jason wrapped that with the key to honoring your parents is to know that God has honored you as his child and that came from John 1 or John Verse one, chapter or chapter one, verse twelve. Oh my gosh, I am speaking. There's a lot of ones in there. You're doing great. I am speaking (laughs) dyslexic today. Oh my stars. Okay, let's start over. Try this again. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John one twelve. See there you go. I can get it. Um, We all have received Christ. So we are children of God. So when we put ourselves under that umbrella of He is our heavenly Father. 
and we are to carry ourselves the way you would with that level of awe and respect and awareness, I think we then change how we portray ourselves to the world, whether as a child of God, as a child of God, I'm also a mother. I'm also a church sister. I'm, you know, we've got a bigger responsibility and to honor God well, we have to be aware of that and carry that. And that includes honoring our parents. So Jason gave us some application questions. What does it look like to honor my parents today? I think we've spoke of that well. Like, hey, we thank them. We talk to them. We appreciate them. How do we honor someone who's hurt me? We forgive them. That goes back into the six. And how can we as a family develop a culture of honor in our home? And I do believe that absolutely has to start in home. And I think Haley Maeve is set for a path of amazing things because you are looking. You and John are seeking that already. Um, I think, Courtney, you have developed that well. I try with my kids. My kids are now the age where I'm an influencer. Who I became. <laughs> not, not really. Um, I'm really not. Running uh, a podcast. Yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> Call me a social media maven. No, don't. That's just gross. Um, but we do have that influence on our children, no matter what level they are. But we have that choice. We have to continually come back to the table and choose. And this is a question I want to ask. These two actually came from Jason. As a mother, if you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be and why? Your husband did this, Courtney. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. (laughs) I will answer this as well. (laughs) Um. Sometimes I feel sorry for Roman. <laughs> and yeah. Um, I just think you don't know in that moment. And so I think. Oh, no. Sorry, no, guys. it's okay. No, I'm already with great. you because I feel like I know where you're no. going. Um, yeah. Sometimes I just wish like I could do it again with him. And so. <laughs> you feel the flaws more right. than you feel the successes as a yeah. mom sometimes. And so I think just like. I would tell a younger mom out there or someone who's about to become a mom to just be present in that moment Um, to, you know, like not be anxious about tomorrow. Like that's, you know, like that needs to be my life first. (laughs) Um, But just there was so, you know, like I was so worried about everything else that I just wanted to be with him, you know, and he was, (laughs) gosh, no, he was the only one in that moment. And you just don't realize it until you're, you know, you're not there anymore. And so I think I would just tell them to just, you know, be present and soak every moment up. And I know that sounds like, no, that's what everybody says, but it's It's true. So true. It's so true. Haley being new to this, but still you're new to it. However, you have mothered your younger sister. You've mothered others in your life. You're an aunt, you've got others. So Maeve may only be eight months, but I will say, though, like, even though you have that, um, like, you can help your friends and you can be the aunt, it is still very different Mm -hmm. when they give you that baby and they say, (laughs) 24-7, here you go. You know, there is no um, rule book. And what works for one person may not work for your kid. Um, But we survived our first week, like, first week. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I feel like your first kid, and I don't know how it is with the second one or whatever, um, 
you're experimenting with them. And my pediatrician was like, let's not use that word. And I was like, (laughs) but it kind of is. Like, I just feel like it's so trial and error. And um, I made a post after the first week, and I said, I'm thankful that Maeve um, forgives me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think... Courtney was like checking in with me on that one because she was like, you're not failing. You know, you don't need this forgiveness. But like she may have never wavered in her love for me. I was providing everything that she needed. It was me feeling that I was not living up to some standard that I don't even know who was putting that on you. The hormones are real. Postpartum is very real. Um, It was a very dark space for me, and you need a network of people that you can talk to about that. You cannot do motherhood alone. You definitely can't do that first week alone. Um, You definitely can't do the first little bit of it at all alone. I mean, everything you're hearing, everything you're saying, I'm hearing, and it is mirroring the way we react with God. It is absolutely a in-your-face, hey, I am struggling. It is dark. I cannot do this. And you're not never doing it alone. You have people and God put those people there. But when you saying Maeve, I needed Maeve's forgiveness. You, you, I agree with Courtney. You didn't, you were in that overwhelmed state, but I love that everything you are saying is exactly relational to our relationship with God. Of course. I mean, like, Every relationship we have is a mirror of a relationship with God, whether it's your kids, your parents, the stranger you meet at the gas station that you're mad that took the spot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and that's sometimes it's easier to love them than it is to love the people that are in your home. Um, But just you think your first week's going to go one way. You think your first month's going to go one way. You think your first year's going to go one way. I can only imagine what you think your first decade's going to go like. And just um, just realizing the amount of of grace that that baby has for you um, and that they were born with it yeah. because they came from God. And then the amount of grace that you're like, hey, I need this from, yeah. from God. And I need to even giving like, why am I holding things against God? Like, you know, I mean, yeah. just he's providing everything okay. I need. Everything I actually need because that first week is survival. It, it is, is survival. It is needs. And, uh, but yeah. he entrusted you with that girl. He gave you that gift. He gave us those babies. They are ours to steward and steward well. And I love that you realize all of that. That, like, Even it's going to be so fun to watch Maeve grow <gasps> up. But so that verse of First John, when he's, or John, 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 John 1, not First John, 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 right? <laughs> But he says he gave us the right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes rights we just think are like they're ours. Mm -hmm. But someone gives them. Someone provides that right to you. And if someone gives something to you that is a gift, it is made to be steward. Our rights are made to be steward. Our children are made to be steward. Our parents are made to be steward. And that is just something that was so overwhelming for me I mean John and I were in the sound booth and I'm sure we missed slides because we were bawling I'm not sure how anybody like bawling just convicted with not only how are we stewarding Maeve but how have we stewarded the gift of our parents Mm -hmm. have they always seemed like a gift to us or have they seemed like a right and not realizing that that right is a gift yeah 
I, I love that you're aware of that because I think that is beautiful. Um, for me, I would tell a new mother, lean into your Bible. Get away from the world, lean into your Bible. Um, because the world will tell you all the wrong things. You crazy. Oh, it will. Um, so how, as our follow-up last question, how has your relationship with Jesus changed in the light of becoming a parent? Um, for me, um, when we had Jolie, it was right after Hurricane Katrina had hit. My husband runs heavy equipment. So six months after she was born, Cooper had just graduated kindergarten. We packed up the house and moved to a town that had no lights, that had armed guards at intersections still, and moved into a 42-foot fifth-wheel camper with a six-year-old and a six-month-old. And I did not aware until, I was not aware until probably eight months later of postpartum and how I was living in that, and it was very real. I had a husband who was working like 80 to 100 plus hours a week, and it was crazy and bananas. I found... Jesus, as someone who I, I've always been in church, church was not a new concept to me, but I really, in that moment of loneliness, of isolation, away from everything, my support system, this was back when MySpace was just coming a thing. Like, I know you <laughs> guys are, right? right okay. okay. <laughs> so you guys are a lot younger, but was just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was my communication with home was my space. And I remember sitting at that camper in in the camper home um, and and reading my Bible because I needed that truth. So for me, my role, my walk with Christ has gotten deeper because of my role as a mother. How has that changed for you guys? I think for me, they are like tiny little lessons that will probably be with me the rest of my life. That's good. Um, I find myself, whether it's a moment of frustration, yelling at Roman or, I mean, poor Roman, yell at the girls too. Um, (laughs) But if I'm getting onto them or it doesn't even have to be something bad, I've just told them something of like, I told you not to do that like that. Mm -hmm. I told you not. Or sometimes it is frustration and it is like a, why are you doing this again? Like, you know better. And in that moment, (laughs) that. The conviction is so real because every time, I mean, no matter what, I hear God say, what what would happen if I said that to you? Mm, like, yeah. why are you still living like this? Why are you still making those choices? Why are you still not trusting this way or not obeying this way? And it is like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I think. I think that will be a constant lesson because I'm constantly and getting on to my children, yeah. you know. Um, but just slow to anger, patience, mm. grace, you know, giving them that because as I'm sitting there saying that to them, that's all I hear. God mm. saying, hey, <laughs> what if I said that to you? Like, I never come at you like that. Yeah. Like, I'm always here. I'm always saying, it's okay. I will help you through this again. And just, I mean, that is the yeah. perfect example of how to love them. And Yeah. Motherhood is not, it's yeah. not, it's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah but we're given the tools. Haley, what about you? I think it's two things. One, it's um, a dependency that I never realized I needed or had on him. I think it was very easy to say, like, I love Jesus, and, um, like, not even realize everything that he did 
or but then to <laughs> trust him with my child like yeah. trust in as if he doesn't have a hand in literally everything all of the time um it has definitely increased my prayer life <laughs> oh absolutely sure. the things that i pray pray for the things that i think about the the realization that i have control over zero mm-hmm. literally anything and just like god please let this be your will because this is my will but i want it to be your will but like also protection and just like that you love them more and um but I also think it has revealed some major idols in my life um, of just like even my marriage or what I think parenting should look like or what I'm doing with my time. Because it's easy to say, I'm a new mom and I just don't even have time to read my Bible right now. Mm-hmm. Or I'm showing her love by praying with her every night. And we have this sweet, simple prayer, but it's like, okay, well, at what point does that transition? At what point is that no longer an excuse? At what point is your kid five and 10 and they can read and they see that you're not reading or that you're not doing these things and just that no matter what, no matter what season I am, God is supposed to be number one. And just how revealing that is, is I've given you a gift not to push you further away from me or make more excuses, but to draw you closer. And is that what I'm doing in this stage of motherhood? Is that how I've decided to steward the gift by using it as an excuse to pull away from God? I think it was a very eye-opening of that. Um, and people people need all the grace in the world. Absolutely. And motherhood is hard. And I'm not saying that if you're not in your Bible every day when you have an eight-month-old, that no. you're failing. <laughs> no judgment in motherhood. There but really should be no judgment. Like, I need to make sure that I prioritize God even more than I prioritize Maeve. Yeah, which is mind-boggling for mm-hmm. me, and I I don't know how to do that, and that is something that is a constant pull. And then you add in your husband and you add in everything else. Like, oh, well, John's here. (laughs) And I can speak into that as the parent who's got the older children. Um, There was a point, and I'm wanting to think the kids were probably a little bit older than Roman and Andy Grace, but not by a whole lot. Like maybe Cooper was 12, so Jolie would have been about six. They both had went somewhere for the weekend, and it was Rick and I at home. We didn't know what to do or what to talk about because the priority had always been the kids. And we have had to learn how to shift that it is God first, then it is each other, then it is the kids. And sometimes that teetering act is very hard. Um, Mamas try to learn that when they're younger the best you can, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be easy um, because your kids need more than your husband does. Um, But trust that. Lean into your husband as much as your kids are your gift. They are your husband's as well. Mm-hmm. Trust your parents. So we are going to close out with the big idea. We honor God by honoring our parents or even honoring our role as a parent because that is a gift God has given us. So if you guys have more questions, more information, you can always find us on the website, westsidepb.org. If you've got emails, questions, um, you can send them to info at westsidepb.org. Find us on Facebook if you're in Poplar Bluff, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. 
Um, you can we come. We also have an Instagram. We do have Instagram. <laughs> oh, see? I forget about the Instagram. It's all about the gram. It's a work in process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have two big things coming up here recently. We've got the, um, recently, soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my stars. It's, guys, it's it's early for me. Monday. It's a Monday. It's uh, Oops. Well, it's coming <laughs> out on Wednesday. This is We're recording on a Monday. Monday. Yeah. Um, West Side Women will launch in June. Um, West Side Men have Dude Day coming up in May. May 21st, May 20, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. They're going to do Guns, Grub, God. Yeah, yeah, all the Gs. All the Gs. <laughs> Fun stuff. Um, find us, Courtney, Haley, thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, next week, I'm pretty sure Jason will be back, and we will pick his big brain for all of the things as we continue the May We Honor series. We love you guys, and as we say always at West Side, it is all about Jesus. Thank you. Thank you.